and and here again only together you can solve these issues you cannot bring rain back but you can look into are there other business cases that we could do are there other ways we can move together are there funds that we can run you know find together and uh, to overcome this situation and putting energy there and 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 funding and and uh, uh, to to you know to to bring those people together is let's say the process is much more important at that moment than a technical solution mm. or um an action yes and some of the projects that you've done that with i think of the one in spain for example and i think of that as much because it relates to australia in so many ways it feels like the yeah. big arid landscapes that we've degraded so heavily but you've got mm-hmm. people from all different walks of life who've come together to re-inhabit these places and reinvigorate these places Mm-hmm. using the theory you process, yeah. but whether it's that or others, you know, we have heard about and other people use, yeah, yeah that, that those success stories are there and they're, and they're really something. And the one happening in Western Australia too, Danju Kulin walking together yeah. in Noongar, yes, extraordinary and wonderful. I guess that makes me think then, Willem, how how does it go or what's the challenge around doing this, you know, contextualising a financial and investment aspect at you know relatively lower rates, let's say that's mm-hmm. that's often spoken about, and and doing that in a context of shareholder value structures, you know, and and growth and jobs uh, cultures, yeah. and not just cultures, but of course the UN system of national accounts will still say that's the standardised model for every country to follow, yeah. which then just says, of course, that money's the thing that counts most. Yeah. You must run up against that culture and set of systemic expectations how do you bridge that yeah um it's a tough one uh, and, and <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, how do we change that too is yeah, the ultimate yeah, yeah yeah so 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 here here again you know we all know that all those th- those systems and those way of measuring uh, progress are um are not complete and and so so for us, it was really important that we could find some philanthropists behind us who would like to, who who believed in this this model and and are supporting it, and so that's number one. And they they are bus- they're, they're business people, but they they are visionaries as well. So they see that that things need to change. So th- so that core funding is important. And the second thing is you know. The, we, we are building that bridge also we call that the landscape valuation um, tool uh, which you know uh, our, our colleagues are now publishing and reports are out there to, to build a bridge with the financial sector and to find ways you know because the financial sector they, they of course they, they want the risk that, that the risk will go down and the returns the re- financial returns will go up um, so how to calculate the, the returns uh, of biodiversity or spirit, or, or 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 inspiration, or social things, and how to build how to build that into a risk return portfolio, you know, and very simple, you know, simply said, if your um, if we can bring inspiration, social capital, and biodiversity up, the risk for long term financial capital will go. Uh, sorry, the returns for long term financial capital will go up, but this is this. All has to do with time. If you think in a very short period of time, you know, and you want to step in as an investor and step out again within, a, you know, two or three years, then it will not work because we are talking about land, biodiversity, agriculture, and so on. But if you put it in a time frame of 20 or 30 years, you can easily say, 
increasing biodiversity, increasing social well-being, increasing, uh, you know, uh, inspiration and hope as a driver or an engine within a landscape that people will bring down, will bring down the risks and it will increase long-term financial returns. And that is the, the, the thing we need to, to, to bring there. Um, but that means we need to bring, in a way, changing their system of thinking as well yes, by, yes. by talking, by, by bringing or building a language that they, they understand. This is, this is a very much a language thing. You know, I cannot go to, a, to an investor and say, hey, biodiversity is the manifestation of spirit. You say, <laughs> wow, hey, what? <laughs> uh, I will probably need to say, hey, listen, if you, if you want to buy stuff, you need to inspire people. And you say, yes, that's marketing. And I say, yes, okay, and what does, it, what does that mean, inspiration? Yeah, that means that you can inspire, you know, that even McDonald's can sell hamburgers because it gives you a family feeling, you know? Uh, so so that is, yes. that's called inspiration. So that's how you build that bridge. And, and at a certain moment, you run into a very more profound conversation about the quality of life, about his or her kids, and about what his or her frustrations are in this society and whether he can play a role in changing that. And that's where you want to go. Mm. And that's not an easy path. Uh, I know it takes time, but um, you know, the momentum is growing. That gives me a lot of uh, yeah, uh, hope. So it will come. Yeah. You, you believe that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I believe that, but um, there is no alternative. So even from a rational point of view, uh, there is no alternative. So you you can back this with science, um, even. But um, yeah, for me, you know, it's it is a profound belief that 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 people are looking for purpose, and that the purpose is found in the spirit, and that biodiversity is a reflection of it or the manifestation of it. And and that circle trickling that down uh, might take some time. And not everyone will understand it immediately, and some will never understand it. But the momentum of this, you know, is now. It's a. I think it's the first time in history of of human of the human species that we are running into um, a next phase of evolution, and that and that phase is. Um, yeah, I would say it's. And I don't like the word Anthropocene. Uh, but because that's very arrogant, that's a very arrogant way of looking towards the planet. Yes. But I, I would say it's, it's the, way, it's, it will be the, the phase that we are, you know, with a lot of pain. Of course, we will run into a phase where we, where our consciousness will be, um, how do you say it, will be merged into this biodiversity, uh, yeah, life system. Maybe I can't express myself well because, uh, because of the English. Oh yes. Hats off to you, Willem, grappling in second or third or fourth language. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, but so I think that that's where we are going. We are going to a, a phase of consciousness. And, 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 you know, coming back to indigenous knowledge, you know, because we have lost our indigenous roots, the next phase is that through all these developments of the, you know, last centuries of colonization and pain and, and slavery and all those things, we are now going into a phase I mean, that's my conviction that we will recognize our indigenous roots again and we'll be, we're, I need to work hard to bring that into our system. Mm. 
And that's echoed by certainly the Indigenous folk we've shared company with in Western Australia. They feel the same thing. So it's it's very interesting. And you mentioned language, of course, and we talk about that a lot on the podcast and, and bridging. And your entire effort with the launch of the Decade on Ecosystem Restoration with the recent event and, and the launch of your report, which is really an invitation for people mm-hmm. to come into the space and, and adopt yeah. what you have, what your experience and depth of research and practice has come to as a possible mm-hmm. common language and a holistic framework. I guess issue that invitation here, if you like, and talk briefly about how you're inviting people into that common space and to explore this together. Yeah, no. So, so, so I realized that you know, if 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 you want things to grow and scale, uh, you know, you need to find a, a, a language that and a narrative that people that all people understand, and and that build build that bridge between farmers, you know, conservation organizations, investors, indigenous people, um, and 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 governments. And so, I was very carefully looking to you know, to watch a, a, a common language. And the word return is super important here because people, you know, all people understand the word return or have something, you know, and it's also easy to translate. And the second thing is um, it's, that language should not only be a language, it should also give guidance as a kind of a way out uh, of restoring our, our own place. Uh, and, and therefore, you know, uh, time is important. So I said, okay, if we want to, to, to turn the, current business model of destroying our planet, and I call it maximizing return on investment per hectare, that leads to degradation. If we want to change that narrative, then we need to change also the landscape. And that means if we, then we need to move to maximizing four returns per landscape. And the landscape is, you know, large, yes. not a hectare. That's the underlying bit. That brings in the diverse people and organizations and systems yes, as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because that, yeah. And, and, and if you look into a landscape really carefully, you, you need to find a balance between uh, how I call it a, a, a natural zone, a combined zone. That is the place where you combine productivity, agriculture, for instance, and biodiversity and the economic zone. And that's where people live, process, uh, have infra hard infrastructure and so on. And those three zones need to have, you know, within a landscape need to have a, a well-balanced situation because nature is providing with all those goods and services and, and spiritual content as a biodiversity that, that will give us, you know, our well-being. And the combined zone will provide food and, 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 and fibers and whatever we need, but, you know, taking care of biodiversity in the system as well, while the economic zone is where, where we live and where we produce and, and where we uh, have, have roads and so on. And these three zones make it easier for people to understand what the landscape is. And then I brought, brought time there, uh, you know, 20 plus years. So we need to stop thinking in projects alone. Projects are fine, but projects should be part of a, of a wider program, a landscape program. And we brought in five steps, five elements to make that happen based on experiences. So we said, okay, we can turn the degradation economy into a restoration economy. We have a, we know how to do it. We have done it already. We're working on, on it, like in Western Australia, like in the Netherlands, and in Spain, South Africa, and Zambia, and India. So we know how it's working. We are, this is built on, on decades of experience of people working in, in landscapes. Um, and, and we can evaluate it, monetize it. You know, that's all about building that bridge with the financial sector and the governments. 
uh, to make sure that this is possible. So basically, we think that this can be the new norm in society for how to deal with our uh, planetary systems or our ecosystems. Um, and, and therefore, you know, what, what do we need? We need to build a movement. We need to, let's say, that's my dream, that people will embrace this language, will embrace this, you know, the, the, the framework as, as giving guidance. You know, they can use it. It's open source, so they can use it with different words if they, if they want. But embrace the thinking behind it. Because what we actually need is an intel insight. You know, because that will bring scale. Uh, if people can compare this landscape and the business model, yeah, let's say, of this landscape with the spiritual values of this landscape to another landscape in another place and say, hey, we can learn from each other. We can, because we have the same indicators, we have the same what we call KPIs, you know, key performance indicators. We, you know, we do this, we do, you do, you do it in a different way because this is a different ecosystem with different plants, species, different biodiversity, different product, products, different people but still we have the same characteristics. And, you know, I think we're getting there. So my, when I started Commerland, I wanted to prove this concept and it took me eight years to gradually move forward and, and build this system and, and make sure that, that, you know, that, that people got it in those landscapes, uh, you know, like in Australia now with dirty clean food and white open agriculture, they are the company driving the combined zone in the wheat belt. You know, this is this is about the combined zone, regenerative ag or agroforestry systems. That is the combined zone. You need to have conservation organizations and indigenous people who are protecting and restoring the natural zone because they, they know how to do it. And by the way, they also know how to manage a combined zone because they have done mm. it for, oh, in, in the case of yes. Australia, for, for you know, I don't know how many thousands of years. Yes, so, so they, timeless. Why do we need to eat cows if we can harvest kangaroos in a different way and have rotational grazing? You know, uh, we know how to, you know, what what European or, or Asian Indeed. animals, livestock can bring in in these these uh, vulnerable ecosystems. So that is my dream, mm. that this narrative and this this framework becomes the new norm of how we deal with our planet. It's a very big dream, um, but yeah, we just try to do it and started uh, doing it, learning it, and see whether this language was working. Yes. And gradually we see, yes, it is working. And now the UN uh, decade on ecosystem restoration started, and they, uh, they have uh, adopted this system, and they like it, and they see that this narrative is working. So they are now promoting it as well. Uh, it's inspiring, Willem. Your humility and openness and your yeah, just brilliance in this space is really inspiring. And I can't help but feel we, we come full circle too to Oral's sort of guiding quote that you put in at the top of that report. And and I know he's pushing the ticket too, isn't he? I mean, he's the he's a director of the Noongar Land Enterprise yeah. Group. So all about combined zone, but feeling yeah. like we still need to elevate spirit. Spirit is and and you know, landscape itself and the two integrated in mm -hmm. each other that we need to find ways to express and understand that value is preeminent. And, and there's one of the many remaining challenges, but I felt like perhaps we should weave that full circle back in <laughs> as we go out, Willem. And, and really, you're meeting that because you've, you've already told me what piece of music you're going to talk to to take us out. And I spent a bit of time with it this morning because as a, what was I, 13-year-old kid, loving the Brothers in Arms album, I didn't get the meaning to this piece, not remotely to the extent 
that I <laughs> felt it today. And so I listened to it a number of times and in the context of this conversation too. So tell us why you've chosen the actual song, Brothers in Arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is all about relationship again. Huh? We started with relationship and uh, Brothers in Arms tells the story about, uh, our, you know, uh, soldiers uh, who were fighting and, and their, their brother in arm. I think, I think this moment, I, when I read that text and I listen to this song, you know, I think this for me means that humanity needs to be the brother, their bro- brother in arms to uh, work together to restore the planet, um, you know, and, 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 and dig very deep into the soul of of themselves, which is, you know, as I said, the indigenous heart that still beats somewhere in us, and and we re- reawake that heart to um, to team up together to uh, yeah to to really change our degradation economic system into a regenerative system, and that's why I, I very much I love this song because it 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 it, it is about the essence of life. You know, there are so many different worlds, so many different suns, and we just have, and we have just one world, but we live in different ones. You know, that's Mm. what the song tells us, and I think that is what we need to overcome now. Um, And the beauty is, we can do it. We have the funding, we have the knowledge, we have the deeper spiritual connection still somewhere hidden that we need to reawake. Uh, you know, and that's about the return of inspiration. And uh, yeah, we just need to do it. There is no other way. There's no alternative. We cannot go to Mars with Elon Musk. There's nothing there. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> no. So, so that's why I've chosen this uh, this song. Oh, um, beautiful. Uh, Willem, I have goosebumps as you were talking, actually, <laughs> and, uh, and thinking about the music again and, and just how you've articulated that. I thank you so much for your work and it's been a great pleasure speaking. Geez, it'd be great to just spend another hour or two with you, Willem, but hopefully (laughs) hopefully that comes again. I still remember speaking with you on country in a bit more of a timeless and relaxed fashion, but I look forward to that again. But in the meantime, thanks a lot. I'm going to look forward to to indeed following progress of this, hey, and of course contributing in whatever way we all can. And, uh, and checking in as we go on how these stories evolve and, and how the transformation takes place. Thanks once again. Most welcome, um, Anthony. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to catch up and, and, and speak to each other, hopefully in, in, in West Australia, somewhere in the fields with the campfire. That was co-founder and CEO of Common Land, Willem Ferveder. For more on Willem and Common Land, the report and event that helped launch the Decade on Ecosystem Restoration last month, and some terrific short videos of the incredible success stories happening at scale around the world, see the links in our program details. You'll see a link to some footage of the wolves in the Netherlands too. And on our website, you can also see some great photos Willem sent across, including of the eight-year-old boy. The Regeneration is an independent podcast free of ads, admission fees and reductionist returns thanks to the generous support of listeners. Thanks so much this week to Sean and family and to Michelle for your very generous donations. Thanks for helping to keep the show and my little family going. 
If you too value what you hear, please consider joining these kind folks by visiting the website via the show notes, regeneration.com. Thanks for your support, and as usual, thanks for rating, sharing, and commenting on the podcast. The music you're hearing is Faraway Castle by Ray Howell and Sunray. My name's Anthony James. Thanks for listening. <laughs>